episode of Nerds Amalgamated. I'm your professor and my co-hosts are Buck and the DJ. This week we have an interview with Bradley Hennessy, a young Australian game developer who is famous for creating the game and Aspie Life. Hey guys. Oh, hey. <laughs> hey guys. So how, how you going Bradley? I'm doing, I'm doing pretty good. It's uh, school holidays but uh, I'm getting there. Working through it. How are you guys? Working through it? Yeah yeah working through it. It's been a uh, it's been it assignments and stuff you know how it is it's uh, it's been fun and unfortunately it's coming to the end now the holidays but uh yeah mm-hmm. so what assignments have you been working on oh man so we've got currently three uh they're all for what well two of them are game development one's level design one developing a game and the other one is for cgi modeling and they're all group and it's fun you know it's group assignments i'm not gonna i'm not gonna rag on about anything here <laughs> Because, you know, someone could be listening. You never know. <laughs> yeah, Bradley's flexing. <laughs> just, hey. But no, actually, things are starting the roll now. It's getting to the end. You know, there's, I'm ready for a, a holiday, a big holiday. Maybe, maybe you know, England. <laughs> yeah, that could work. Um, a nice slow boat to just anywhere would be nice or a spaceship. A spaceship? A spaceship? I'll, okay, I'll be the first on the Mars. I'll just, just leave right now. Elon Musk, come at me. <laughs> Well, we'll last episode, we were actually talking about the fact that there were um, space hotels in the making. But I, I saw some news headline of that, I believe. I saw rings some blurry memory of, memory of mine. Okay, yeah. Okay, can, I'll, I'll go rent one of those right now. Are they available? <laughs> um, well, apparently you can stay on the, um, what's the name? Intel Space Station? In, International Space okay. Station. Yeah, So I was okay. on last episode, the episode before that, sorry. Um, <laughs> and it's... At a reasonable price. Um, the only problem is you've got to get yourself there and back. So a bit of a walk. <laughs> you know, you could you could spacewalk it. You just need a rocket, get out there. Then they can just drop you off in the middle of nothing and just, you, you, you might survive. <laughs> well, we've, if you've survived through university, it's a good, op- good option. So Just like, I'm, I'm done, guys. I'm out of here. I'm, go- I'm leaving the planet. <laughs> I'm not, I'll, most students leave for America or different. I'm, I'm, go- I'm leaving the planet. I'm out of here. Hey, it'd be nice and peaceful. True. Just, just me. TUT, a university for the real world. The real Yeah, yeah. Actually, no, wait. I'm UQ. Everyone, you scram. Get out of here. Be gone. No, I'm QT. There's no wall tonight, my friends. I was going to say, I didn't think you were snobby. <laughs> Stuff you want. I'm going to degree. <laughs> Boy, how long has it... So this whole this whole uh, meeting, how long has it been planning this whole episode? Oh, man. Uh, it's been a year and a bit. <laughs> like it was- we were going back and forth like, hey, what do we mean? <laughs> hey, you want to do an interview podcasting? Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> creak, creak, creak. Oh, email. Hey, it's six months later. Hey, guys. <laughs> yeah, we were, we were kind of preoccupied with other with like personal stuff and also Supernova at the time. So we oh, man. Like, yeah, no wonder. Uh, we, were, we were preoccupied. It's also taken about that long for us to get business cards to hand out next time we interview someone. Right there. <laughs> nice to be back with business cards. <laughs> That's it. And we just had to get ourselves sorted out, get ourselves to 
some semblance of professionalism. <laughs> Definitely there. Look, look, look at this professional mic. It's it's beautiful. It looks expensive. <laughs> uh, this is this isn't the DJ's um, dodgy, barely holding together mic, is it? It doesn't look dodgy to me. Oh. It, look, it, <laughs> it looks like if it was masking tape or something, you know, some masking tape, maybe some pop, pop, pop sticks, then maybe I'll have a different. <laughs> you must have bought himself I mean, a new one. My mic boom is held together with uh, cable ties. So but anyway, let's uh, get on with the interview now. So Bradley's game and Aspie Life and his work on it has been nominated for Australian Game of the Year at the 2018 Australian Game Awards the AIIA's National Senior Students Award in 2017, the ACMI Screen IT Senior Game in 2017, and the Young ICT Explorers Queensland and National Awards in 2017. So what compelled you to become a game developer and how did you get okay, started? So right back at the beginning, this is probably the first time I ever thought about it. So I don't know what grade I was. Uh, Let's just say I was grade four, primary school, grade four, something like that. You know, you had, you know, the old uh, scrolly book club, you know, was like, hey, kids, want to buy some books? Actually, it's all just toys. But um, I was looking through it as it is a kid, and it's like, a book said, how to become a game developer. I want it, but my parents said no, because um, it's like, we're not getting you into that industry, Brad. Look where that's turned up. <laughs> um, so basically then after that, uh, came into year uh yeah, year eight, started high school. I um, met some old friends I had from the previous year in primary school. And we went to the computer club. And, you know, at that time, I was pretty heavily into video gaming itself. But, you know, Minecraft, Little Planet, but, you know, the, the, the big ones at the time for kids. And was, we went in there and um, pretty much there was just this program called Game Maker. And I made a really terrible, you know, program that basically moved a pixel of one side of the screen. And it basically, it, it blew my mind. Um, and from then on, I've just been constantly just hiding in a basement making video games non-stop and it's gotten me somewhere somehow so you know that's where it basically all began like that was the main it wasn't really comp- compelling the repelling reason was that i wanted to be um share stories through interactive medium i think that was the main thing that compelled me is you know i enjoyed film and making animations stop animations but something about games just caught my interest about uh, having players interact with the story i think it's the main thing that pushed me through those years and to where i am now mm-hmm so your studio is named uh, Ender Lost. Where did that name come from? Oh my god, <laughs> uh, Lena! If you if you're if you're uh, uh, hearing this later on, you, you, you'll know the answer instantly. She she guessed on one street. So basically, um, Ender Lost. I was heavily just addicted to Minecraft. <laughs> the Ender was my favorite thing. Like, it was it was like this is like we're thirteen years old. It was like Ender and Lost because Lost sounds edgy and cool with Ender. And put shoes on this, and the end makes it sound professional. So that's where the name came from. I just kind of stuck with it. And all the friends I made all said, "Well, join your studio, Brad." Like you know, thirteen-year-olds basically all abandoned the project. But like, I don't know why. I just kept with that name the entire time. It sort of just accidentally became a real studio. <laughs> They're often the best ones. <laughs> yeah, we've all had those uh, slightly cringy high school names. Like, oh, now I'm like, oh, I probably should rebrand, but now everyone knows End of Lost Studio. It's like, ah, oh, man, I'm going to be stuck with this now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of those old high school pictures. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> Ten years later down the track and you get married and they prop it up on your on the slideshow going, this is what happened <laughs> when he was a kid. <laughs> I don't know, maybe Mojang will send me a lawsuit. Stop using Ender. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm they're probably sorry. more likely to want to sponsor you and get, get some involvement. <laughs> 
It just gets bought out by Microsoft. They don't even need to rebrand it like 343 Industries. It's already done for them. Oh. <laughs> well, I think about it. They um, Mojang by themselves probably would be okay with it because they had that whole lawsuit that they thought was a bit silly where uh, Bethesda's lawyers tried to sue them for uh, for using the name Scrolls for one of their games because that's totally confusable with the Elder Scrolls and then a subtitle, which is what everyone calls it anyway. Yeah, because they were the first people to use scrolls, like the ancient Hebrews and so forth never used scrolls. It's not the... I've never heard of that one specifically, but I have heard of one before. Um, the fry pan lawsuits going around. What was it, by uh, PUBG developers? <laughs> you you can't use these frying pans. Frying pans operate us. Uh, wait, wait, is it what? Is a game called Living Planet? Oh, wait, there's a game... What was the other game called? They use fry pans constantly. Oh man, GTA? No, no, it wasn't uh, GTA as well. But like, everyone just uses fry pans. Like, <laughs> fry pans are specifically our weapon. We invented it. Like, no, hang on, that's not right. Hang on, Hollywood would have that first, wouldn't they? Because yeah, they had Hollywood, movies oh. like I think it was Marin Kettle back in the day. She um, whacked one of the guys over the head with a fry pan. Yeah, no, no, yeah. I mean, that's where everything comes from, Hollywood. <laughs> well, from there, from, Hollywood probably got the idea from some guy. You know. <laughs> Maybe during a war, something use a fry pan. Who knows? But no, Hollywood definitely, yeah. But no, it's our idea. Stop. <laughs> yep. If anyone knows what the first use of a frying pan as a weapon in media was, send us a letter. Was it the first use to cook stuff? No, the first as a weapon. Like the first time someone hit someone with a frying pan. Smash those tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> gotta see that blood drip. Gotta, gotta get that sound of nut cracking. <laughs> Smash! Uh, I'm, I'm actually getting a little bit nervous now. The the DJ's talking about cracking nuts. <laughs> don't don't get too carried away, there, DJ. You might crack yourself. <laughs> so, Brad, an Aspie life is a representation of how you face the world on a day to day basis. What got you started with that idea? So, man, so, I mean, the basic premise of when they got that idea was, uh, what was it around? We were around September uh, 2017. No, uh, 2016. Yeah, 2016. And uh, basically, uh, I was developing a game at the time called Dark Hours 2, and yeah, I've been developing it three years. It was pretty terrible. Shitty, shitty game you make when you, you know, you upskilling. But basically, it's getting to the point where it's like, uh, okay, this isn't going to, this isn't working. It's terrible. The story's cringy. It's edgy mid-teenage yeah cancelled it and just left that so i was basically looking for a new project what can i do what can i make a new game on basically you know a time i was starting to discover more about myself you know uh, just thinking more about how I, I face the world and how i'm different from other people or similar other people in those sort of ways and i thought hey i need to make a new game autism most spurgeous hey let's make a game about autism so that's basically where it basically yeah, formed from how hard was it to translate those ideas into gameplay oh man so in some ways difficult in some ways not it, it was mainly mixed bag depending on what it was so like it the difficulty mainly came from uh pushing me having to uh listen to myself and what how i affect how my interaction is of everyday life and things like that right and then take that and then try and reform it into a gameplay mechanic that's both fun and edu- or educational in a way but you know it teaches the player um and it in some way represents reality um that, that was probably the most difficult part, trying to represent reality as a game mechanic, because, you know, reality doesn't focus around games much. So that was, yeah, that was the hardest part. Were there any hurdles that you personally faced while you were creating the game? 
Um, geez, multiple. Uh, so like for first instance, I was stuck using GameMaker. I'm still stuck using GameMaker, which yeah, it's an all right engine. But uh, the problem was I was on version uh, 8.1 of Classic, and I was trying to mix between updating to Studio and Classic. And then of course from that you have different uh, you know compatibility issues. So that was fun uh, having just files randomly go stop. Hey, you're not going to be making anything today. I'm corrupted. Um, but then outside of that, oh, geez, a lot around coding. Yeah, like I was still getting familiar with code at the time. Like I wasn't the best. It was mainly just upskilling. I was doing my enjoyment. So I wasn't doing anything like I wouldn't push myself uh, too far. So it was mainly just me trying out all, trying to get these things to work. And in the end, it came together, but uh, it's, it's not the neatest. <laughs> Were you aware of tools like Git that could have saved you from corrupted files? Uh, sort of and sort of not. I really wasn't heavily into developing. Like at the time, I was developing things for my own enjoyment. So I wasn't like uh, investing myself into these. Like now, I wasn't investing myself into these things. Um, and the other issue of Git was I was mainly developing as a skill. So obviously, Git was not allowed in school computers because of blockage and things like that. So I was unable to. It's basically just messing around with USBs the whole time. I kept them in my, in my uh, breast pocket. It's like the, the most dearest things to me. If anyone, I've got, I don't think there's any photos from high school of it, but like people who remember me from high school remember Brad has his breast pocket with his wallet and his USBs. And it's like, <laughs> that's how I kept them under control right here. Yep. Never mess with a um, person's USBs. No, never. <laughs> you, you, you want to fight, dude? You want to take my USBs? <laughs> I think They're precious I think, to me. I'm just getting images now of. Um, Smeagol sitting there. <laughs> my precious. Oh, my oh, precious. Yeah. My precious USBs. No one can take them from me. Can you imagine like the next 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 gladiator battles will be like this the prize for for being the opponent will be this whole one four gigabytes USB full of anime. No, no, no. It's gonna be it's gonna be a reboot of Lord of Rings. <laughs> it's gonna be set in the future because we need to make it uh, we need to make it so new, you know, kids can relate now. So let's just make it so it's all about oh, the precious is the USBs with my. <laughs> yeah, instead of throwing it into the fires of Mount Doom, you're trying to deliver it to the teacher by the time you assign. No, 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 no. no. It's actually you're just trying to hide from the FBI. Ah, <laughs> oh, there we go. We're back on the blacklist. <laughs> And we'll be facing countless enemies along the way. <laughs> your parents, your teachers, your mentors. Everyone has supported you. Some, some of us, it'll just be a mirror. <laughs> the final boss. No, no. What, what's, the, what's the big bad in Lord of the Rings? Um, Sauron. Sauron. No, it's just a giant mirror. It's just glares of camera at you. It's like, this is you. I was actually thinking um, the Balrog. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that could work as well. Because then, then you get to do the classic, you shall not pass. <laughs> not pass, but it's my solo. Oh, no. And just and just run face face banging into the mirror. <laughs> it's like just reflection the whole time. So who did you first pitch the game to and how did they react? Ah, uh, man. First person I pitched the game to. Um, my mum, probably. This is like, okay, sure. Pretty much as that. She does not understand IT that well. So it's more just like whenever I do everything to her, um, she's just like, sure, Brad, you do your thing. I don't understand technology. Go and go in your basement, basement dwell. Um, <laughs> oh, that's cruel, man. Not that much, but it's like pretty much just 
I, I will try to understand, Brad, but I, I don't understand. <laughs> don't bother explaining to me. Uh, from that, yeah, and I think I mean, the uh, biggest one was I did it to my teacher at the time, Mr. Stewart, and he was like, I mean, I was working on a small prototype at the time because, you know, got to see uh, what, what this is, you know, like try out the new art styles thinking of. And he was like, yeah, good, good job cancelling Dark Hours. I think this is a far better idea. Go with it. More. More, Brad. More. Is I, I, if anyone knows Stuart, basically how he was, um, is basically you, you show him something. It's like, hey, sir, I made this whole rainwater system, you know, changed from day, in, day and night. And, oh, man, I spent oh, more, Brad. Your teacher sounds like David Cage. <laughs> I was actually just thinking the exact same thing. We've got a friend, and um, they get rather and they they they, they get rather um, violently angry when we start to impersonate David Cage and just say, "Give me more." <laughs> if, if if you're listening, Talia, it, it's I, I'm not trying to have you come and get angry. <laughs> Like she has a very distinct hate for David Cage. To... <laughs> so she wouldn't like my David Cage body pillow. Oh, okay, that's. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Careful, Bradley. We'll have to put you into witness protection. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. We, we 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 had we had an episode we recorded and we were discussing this and yeah we we're talking about how Talia wanted to actually go and basically just kill him because he was a, a waste of space. <laughs> and I said, but you'd have to make sure you killed him properly before you dug the grave because otherwise he'd be sitting there when you're down and you think, and you'd turn around and go, is this deep enough? And he'd be there going, no, give me more. How, how do you even know David Cage can be killed? He, he's, he's he's immortal. <laughs> you just you just destroy some of his movies. He'll just appear in front of you. Stop. <laughs> you, um, there's, there's no... See, I could, I could get myself out of trouble now if he does appear in front of me. <laughs> And I, and I snot him well enough, <laughs> I will have a friend for life. <laughs> I'm sorry, David Cage, if you're listening to this. I don't know why he would be, but it's, hey. <laughs> well, we um, spoke about China the other week and we suddenly had um, an extra 800 um, extra um, website traffic visits that week, for, all from China. <laughs> hmm. Hmm, China. And it's not that they're hackers, it's just they've got better computers. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's our running gag. <laughs> if, if, you, if, you, if you want to know the deep lore to that joke. Uh, yes, yeah. for uh, reference, it's a an advertising pitch from, I think, Intel advertising laptops in China uh, about a year ago. They literally advertised it as being able to run more plugins and showed a video of a player cheating at PUBG. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, man. So you said your teacher was particularly supportive. Was there any other support and resources you had helping you to make this game? Uh, so it was, it was our teachers, Ms. Doherty, and some of it's just not much to school, really. It was uh, mainly the IT students that I knew. Uh, my friends, obviously, at the school. Uh, but outside of that, uh, not really much to begin with. Uh, after a while, obviously, once the awards started to come in and, you know, starting exposure, of course, then some more people came in. Uh, but to begin with, not really. It was mainly just uh, those, those I knew uh, locally at school. Okay. So with the um, format of the game, you've got the side-scrolling platform. Um, 
Is there a particular reason why you chose that or instead of going with first person, was it just because it would have been simpler or? Uh, so there's a, few, there's a few things. So uh, first person was pretty much impossible because I'm not, I wasn't, I wasn't used to Unity at the time or 3D game development really because most of the time I've been using GameMaker, which is primarily 2D based. But mm-hmm. I was deciding between going uh, third, that side-scrolling isometric view compared to classic like RPG top-down view. Um, and the other is what's in the side scrolling because I thought uh, it could be more um, what's the word uh, as- aesthetic. A- a- no, not aesthetics. Aesthetics, um, atmospheric, because of you know you're more inside the world from that side scrolling perspective. You know, mm-hmm. scrolling backgrounds and all this stuff compared to top down. And I've also been mainly doing side scrolling games at the time, so that was the biggest reason. But okay. yeah, fair enough. So, were there any myths or misconceptions you had about game development? <sighs> That's a fun question. <laughs> um, I missed a session. So, all right, this is the biggest one that comes to my mind. This is from me when I was like really young. So I used to think uh, every video game was made like a game and watch game. So, you know, you, you would go into like, you know, Lego Star Wars, uh, Complete Saga. No, no. Every single movement of every single character, every action was actually just a, uh, just a frame and they just put them together in some line, like some movie. It's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> now I'm looking back now, it's like, what? What is this? This is like, this is not right. Um, uh, but yeah, apart from that, from that, which was pretty big, but I was pretty young at the time. Um, oh man, the mainly industry itself. Obviously, uh, the game industry. It's a bit of a rocky place. It's like I know now from having experiences in there. But at the time, obviously, you know, if you're outside and stuff, you're not you're not used to these things. You're not, you, you know. You, you just hear about game developers. You don't really know what they do. But they make games. How they make games? Is there coding? Um, but yeah, obviously now I understand it a lot better because, you know, experiences. So speaking of the uh, the games industry, how do you feel about the current state of the industry in Australia? Oh, man. Uh, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's sad and also fun, but also really sad. Uh, I mean, the, 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 after the global financial crisis, it basically destroyed all AAA studios in Australia. Um, so that, that was pretty terrible because everyone just moves America because it's just cheaper dollar and everything. Um, then outside of the AAA studios, you're like indie devs, but statistically showing your studio, a typical indie studio in Australia only lasts for like three to four years. Um, a lot more if lucky. And it's just, just how it is, I guess, cause it's just money and there's not, there's no support. Like it's all self-funded within itself pretty much. Um, there is screen Queensland there's a few organizations and government funding is there in places but not much so it's not like much incentive in some ways which is probably why we don't have much of industry uh, obviously there's a lot of indie devs tons of indie devs but yeah it's, it's very rocky and very rough and like we've got like the be- the best place right now to be a dev in australia is melbourne because like uh, next week's international game developers week there and pax that's basically where everything happens so yeah it's it's pretty sad put it simply compared to our places in the world it's sad it's a sad reality <laughs> It, it would be sad having to go to Melbourne. Such a horrible city. Oh, oh uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've got my feelings. No, <laughs> no I, got, some... I, got, I got friends in Melbourne. I always tease them. <laughs> I, lo- I enjoy Brisbane a lot, and I think they both have merit. Uh, Melbourne definitely for so- networking is the biggest one. Um, yeah. I-, I like to call Melbourne the New York of Australia because you just go down there, it feels very different. New York? I was thinking more California. California? Come on. <laughs> no, California has nice weather. We're <laughs> <laughs> yeah. further cold, so that's like, you know. Yeah, we do. Yeah. So Melbourne's probably not too bad. 
Oh, it's freezing down there right now. We've got more illegal immigrants in Queensland than they do down in Victoria anyway. <laughs> but, um, yeah. No, um, so do you think the current state of the gaming industry has been helpful in terms of promoting awareness for various issues or it's all just a little bit of half-hearted tongue-in-cheek approach to it where they, they say they're going to do it but just never actually deliver? Mm. Well, in terms, like, um, depending on the issue, like, so, like, promoting uh, mental health and those sort of things, I think Australia is doing pretty well because, uh, you know, there's a lot of games, there's a lot of games actually been developed in Australia that do focus on topics like that. But when it comes to, like, issues within the game industry itself, uh, it, it's it's mixed because, like, like not, not many students here really, uh, from what I know, over work employees and stuff because, you know, it's illegal. But um, it, it it's... And also the fact there is no AAA studios here anymore uh, since, what was it, a couple months ago because uh, that one that did um, no one shut down was not all the AAA, it was off-branch. But, um, yeah, I think there was also um, Hands of, the Hands of Faith. Yes, the fine development shut down. They, they're not AAA. They'll pretty, they'll like mid, mid-tier AA. They're AA devs. <laughs> they, they shut down the other month as well. So just like, yeah, there's not, in terms of those, it's like the issue here isn't, uh, what everyone else in the game stream places the world is facing, which is overworking and just, you know, uh, bad bosses and stuff. But here it's it's a lot more the fact that there is nothing. <laughs> but simply, there is there is there is stuff, but it's not it's not like, oh, you finished your university degree, um, and hey guys, here's your job. It's I mean, it's, just, it's I mean, it's the same really for a lot of uh, workplaces now. But uh, yeah. It, it's 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 interesting. Do you want to see more government involvement in these in these types of awareness, um, bringing up awareness and stuff? Do you want to see more of that or? Hmm. I mean, if it's mental awareness, yes, definitely. Um, or for mental awareness on health related topics and stuff like that. Um, it, it, but I think awareness for the that we have industry would also be nice. Like um, also funding, funding money, please. <laughs> We have we have some money, because <laughs> um, like the, the the industry they they do a good like as I said before mental health and stuff it does get a lot of exposure here and and things but uh, yeah definitely yeah the, the more businessy side of game development is what's often lacking and people don't uh, the government doesn't really uh, spend any time on. Now I've heard from uh, your posts on the Greg the page and some other places that you're working on an Aspie Life too. Do you have any other upcoming projects? Um, so As Life Beginnings, at the prequel. Um, apart from that, so that's the that's the prequel I'm currently working on for the game, uh, well, the previous game, and um, set you know a couple, quite a few years before the first one in a remote village, such town. It's like kind of almost uh, you know it's coming down this life, people are moving away. So I won't say too much about it because you know it's still in development. No. Spoilers. Spoilers. Spoilers are really many spoilers because you know, you know it's a prequel, so you know, that's why you make a prequel because then people don't play the first game. But um, outside of that, um, not really. I uh, got some personal projects with friends and stuff, which is for fun. I uh, got a game jam coming up, as usual. Uh, the train jam. I'm doing the train jam um, on the uh, um, with my friend Lena down to uh, so it's two international game. So it's two of the um, in, in Melbourne International Games Week. So that's actually uh, Saturday, Saturday. So we're doing a game jam on a train to Melbourne. Wow. <laughs> That must be fun. It's the first time they've ever done it. So um, it's going to be, who, who knows how it's going to go? Because usually the first time something happens, it's going to be an absolute, you know, uh, <laughs> madness. And I, I'm kind of looking forward to it. I'll have so many stories to tell. <laughs> so um, just out of curiosity, you're saying they're, um, you're working on a prequel to an Aspie Life. Is that 
are you going to is that the way it's the decision of vaccinating versus not vaccinating and that sort of thing to, nah. to just help support those anti-vax deluded <laughs> idiots uh you know it's not going to focus I, I did think about it during the first game's development uh definitely no that did come to mind because you know i am oh it's such a clusterfuck for simple but um yeah, we tend to pay out on them about that so yeah <laughs> but uh the, the new one it's more focusing on like childhood and being i guess in some ways it does but it's more focusing on uh, autism as a child and more how people with autism or at least yeah people maybe people with autism are like similar in some ways to people and in other ways not because it does um it focuses on a, it focuses on a much more uh, broader range of autistic traits and um people on the autistic spectrum so yeah, it's, it's gonna be interesting it'll, it'll be out one day so what's your favorite um, common misconception about autism? Oh, man. Um, hmm. Misconception. I mean, there's a lot. And favorite misconception. Okay, the, the one that I get a lot, it's like, hey, you're not autistic. I should just, I, it, it, that's the one that uh, a lot of people get because, you know, I've had like, I was diagnosed when I was three years old. So I've had like, since three, I've had all those years of therapy and, uh, you know, programs to help me learn social skills and stuff so i've learned you know to be more uh mature about when i communicate with people over those years but like i still have it but obviously because it's like hey you're not a stereotypical autistic child is you know screaming you know, just, just 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 being that that kind of person that just people think is like insane pretty simply yeah that's the same I- just, it's totally not true in any way but that's the thing people believe when they you know they autism it's gonna make your child go into crazy they're gonna you know and that's not what happens. It's not what it is, but that's that's the that's the big one. So you, you haven't had anyone say, but you, you're not like Rain Man, though. Aren't you supposed to be like this genius at certain things and completely useless at everything else? Man, I had, that's a weird thing. It's like very all over the place. Like I had that as well. Um, but it, it's it, it's it's because it's, it's it, autism is put on the spectrum. So you got from uh, change the It's now called D one, D two, D three. Because they reach, they change the numbering system every couple of years. So basically, you got D one people who are like where I am, pretty much. You know, they they got autism, Asperger syndrome. They're they're uh, high functioning autism. And then you got the lower functioning, uh, and then just normal autism, and then unclassified. So like that's the thing that gets everyone tripped out, I think, because everyone thinks like everyone you think is people here just autism, cool, but that autism is a range. There's so many different people along it, and no one's the same. Mm-hmm. So everyone jumps to the negative stuff, and that's obviously you know the bad, not bad, but like the the, the uh, that, that that far end where it's like you can't function in society pretty much. Um, but no one, because everyone likes things. Everyone likes things to be black and white pretty much, not just yeah. gray. And autism, the autism spectrum is great. It's a lot of shades of gray, and it's a lot of different uh, types and personalities there. And you, you said high functioning there. Just for those listening, high functioning just means how close a person with autism look similar to you in their behavior it's not how they deal with the world that they still got varying issues that will trigger them so yeah sorry i just thought i better point that out because people seem to always seem to think high functioning means you're a super genius and that sort of stuff so um you, you what, any um expansion plans for your studio uh expansion plans no no oh. Well, I've got a friend coming on board. Lena's going to come on board and help me out a bit. Uh, apart from that, not really, because don't have the money. Got so, so you're not, you're not going to get like a second table and a 
extra computer sitting there. <laughs> uh, I've got all I need right now for this game, at least. I mean, I'm not after this one. I'm not going to be planning to bank anymore for like big games. I'm going to go a bit smaller because it's you know it's an RPG. So it's like, oh, what am I doing to myself? Um, yeah, it, it's in in it's one day maybe. But right now, it's just too risky, pretty much, to uh, do anything more major. Okay. Okay. So a more fun question to ask: What's your favorite anime? Hey, weebs. <laughs> All right. That's... No, no, no. We're not allowed to seize the DJ about being a weed. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's a tie between Lupin the Third and Neurosate Sura. Uh, Most okay. hated anime? Most hated? Oh, man. Um, You've got a list? <laughs> no, I just never had most hated anime. Don't think I really had. No. no. Nothing really comes to mind, actually. Most annoying anime, then. Most Okay. Uh, everyone that watches JoJo's, please. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Just remove yourself from the <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Jojo, what's it? Okay, give us the explanation, please. We need to hear this. What? I'm a bit of a Jojo's fan. Oh, I'm myself, sorry. But, well, just. Uh, uh, but, yeah, 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 I don't mind it. But... Then leave the room. <laughs> leave the room, please. <laughs> oh, just. Jojo's is a great anime, but uh, it does. There are fan communities, and then there is the Jojo's fan community. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I know. I know it's yeah. true. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, yeah every fa- was it the general rule? Fandoms kill, fandoms kill stuff. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, they're, they're the Rick and Morty of the anime world. Pretty much. Pretty much. I thought I thought Dragon Ball was the Rick and Morty of the anime. But everyone loves Dragon Ball. <laughs> Dragon Ball is like, it, but Dragon Ball is like. Like, uh, like the, the fan community for that is like, I'm not a taco, I'm not a weeb. I watch Dragon Ball. It, it, it's it's not anime. It's mainstream. <laughs> Dragon Ball is only so popular because it's the only anime six-year-old boys could watch back in the early 2000s. But what about my Sailor Moon? <laughs> <laughs> um, if you watch that, you turn out like the DJ. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I watch Pokemon, so shh. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. We, we, we won't pick on Pokemon. Um, oh, thank our, you. <laughs> our publishing studio for our podcast is operated by the Podfather, and he he is a Pokemon fan, so yeah. Ooh, I'd, I'd get myself blacklisted if we had anything bad said about Pokemon. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd be getting a very stern email of, please explain. But, yeah. So... And here's here's a twisted question for you. What's your what's your favorite word? Favorite word? Um, that is a twisted question. How about my favorite word is twisted? Now, <laughs> um, that's not moist or something like that. Uh, hmm, that's a hard one. That's a hard one. I don't favorite word. Um, oh yeah, yeet. How <laughs> <laughs> oh, that? Yeet. Yeet. Oh boy. well, DJ, you're in trouble. The, the, the DJ tends to use words like yeet and that sort of stuff. I didn't even use to try and sound cool. <laughs> and we end up having to go and we, we sit there and we're just 
smile and nod and then go Google to try and figure out what he's been saying to us, get it translated. That's just because you're old, but... <laughs> Well, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll grant that one, yeah. But when you have an entire conversation with the DJ on, on Messenger and it's half of it's just it's letters or weird acronyms and you're going, and you just go, what? And he has to sit there and, yeah. We've actually instituted a rule on our um, group Messenger chat where he has to... Type out the entire word, otherwise he starts getting a warning alert come up. You are one evil man, you know that, Buck? <laughs> I did let's, warn you. Let's abbreviate that. Uh, oh, uh, <laughs> I'll, need urban oh, no. I'll need Urban Dictionary just to figure out like, how to spell them. He does. We, we, we asked, he actually asked me how to spell, oh, my God, RNG. <laughs> Oh my god! Can you believe? <laughs> so, what's your favourite curse word then? Curse word? Okay, I'll be wondering: Are we, are we M or are we? Are? <laughs> <laughs> um, we generally try to stay family friendly, but family friendly. yeah, we 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 do have a warning of there is occasionally offensive language, <laughs> mainly just because of the fact that every now and again I um, tend to have a bit of a rant where I pick on um, Chinese hackers. I, I mean. Um, <laughs> Watch out here. Game, game, game players with superior computing. Power. <laughs> um, hmm. Curse word. Uh, F word, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much that one. Okay. So what other profession in the world would you like to attempt? Mm. Uh, other profession. So recently I've been getting into uh, marketing. So, yeah, pretty, pretty generic. But it's more just like marketing and teaching. They're more just backups in case game dev doesn't... Uh, Hold out because it's a rocky industry. So marketing and teaching, mm-hmm. those are the ones I push myself into now. Uh, side projects. So yeah, yeah, those two pretty much. I mean, if there was a more profe- there wasn't a profession I would enjoy uh, really pushing myself into, but I haven't yet. It would be uh, photography and uh, films with TV. I mean, they both pretty much go hand in hand with game development. I mean, not game development, but like games. You know, it's the industry next door. Uh, but that, of course, also has its own uh, set of, you know, you've got to build yourself up from there, which takes a lot of effort. But perhaps that one, one day. Okay. So if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Oh, man. Uh, if I... When I okay. Hmm. Come, my child. You've been great. <laughs> You'd have to make no more games. <laughs> Eternal sanctuary for making... I'll make the games for you. Like, Thank you. No more games. I don't need to make another one. It wouldn't be now for the boss battle of your life. I've already had too many boss battles of making these gaming things shift. That would be in hell. Seriously, <laughs> that would be in hell. now the boss battle. Can you, ah. can, can you imagine hell? Like when um, when you beat the boss, they go, "Here's a loot box for you." Oh God. <laughs> hey, we tell you time and again it's a surprise mechanism. Surprise <laughs> mechanic. Mechanism. It, it's actually a surprise mechanic. <laughs> what are you? It's like Kinder eggs. <laughs> you open it up and it's a surprise. <laughs> What's wrong? What's wrong, European uh, English Game Commission? It's nothing wrong here. Have, have you heard the other one? Um, it, then, then the same company did another. Um, Another spokesman from the same company said, it's like opening a bag, uh, a packet of baseball cards. Oh, wow, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's like opening a packet of baseball cards. It's not like Rory did it with the soccer cards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but can you imagine that, like being in hell and you see and you see the devil, like he gives you the, this surprise of mechanic? Hey, <laughs> what would you do if if you got to that stage? Um, personally, I would go for creating a hack. <laughs> so I, I would um it. get the the. the, the 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 Chinese people with the good computers to come help. <laughs> uh, well, same thing. <laughs> no, um, it would be it would be uh, you know, I'll, I'll just I'll, I'll fight fire fire, make my own loot box system. Be like, hey, now you want me to get yours, you got to get mine. That's actually a pretty good response. Um, so tell us something that's true that almost nobody agrees with you on. True that nobody agrees with me on. So DJ gets this all the time. He tells us stuff and we never agree with him. <laughs> oh, man. Hmm. Nobody agrees. Okay, that's a hard one. Um, oh, yeah, okay. Uh, you're a series best anime of all time? Shoot me. <laughs> no one agrees with me on that one. And Which one? Yurisei Yatsura. I've heard that name before. I have no idea what it is. Time to Google, my friends. <laughs> I've actually, I think I've actually got that in amongst my... Um, <laughs> He's like... Extended watching list of things to get onto eventually. Yeah, it is just six movies, twelve OVAs, two hundred ninety-five episodes. Have fun. <laughs> yeah. Have fun. It's, got, it's kind of like Blood Sea and a, few, a, a whole heap of other things. I've, I've just got on my list of things to eventually get through and watch. <laughs> a hundred one anime to watch before you die. Uh, only a hundred one. You got to put the limit somewhere. All no. anime to watch. <laughs> well, that, well, see, that's, that that's the goal is to watch as many of them as I can. Well, that's well, harder than with Western shows because then you get stuff like One Piece, which is 900 episodes long. That'll take you most of your life to get through. Yeah, but it'd be a life well worth spent. <laughs> yeah, but I know a guy who uh, like binged the whole thing for like a couple of three months. Huh? <laughs> three months? Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. You should call Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> No, don't, don't, don't. They'll use it as an excuse to bump the price up even further than they already are. <laughs> oh, man. So what would be your ultimate superpower? Alt, uh, teleportation instantly. Teleportation. I, I would like to just uh, teleport where I, to where I want to go instead of taking a bus or car. <laughs> Who doesn't want to just, like, be in bed and then five seconds later be at work? Oh, Cool. Hopefully you take a little bit of time to change out your pajamas. That's part of the that's part of the skill. Yeah. <laughs> I was just I was just thinking that could that could just be completely disastrous. Um you sit there in summer and you're just sleeping in just a pair of shorts. Teleport to work. Oh. <laughs> it's all back quickly. <laughs> Hello, HR. It's happened again. <laughs> just yeah, just remember. Buying, um, what was it? Roots didn't work for the, the boys on um, Big Bang Theory when they got in trouble with HR. But here's the problem here's the thing with teleportation you would save a lot of money, though, wouldn't you? Oh, hell yeah. But would you? Would you really, though? Of course. Of course. You wouldn't but... be spending it on travel, but you'd spend it on other things as you got more time. I <laughs> am a, I, I am good with my money. <laughs> I, am go- I am a good financial advisor. <laughs> Trust me, sir. How much did you lose in your bank account? Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, you know we're perfect, though. You're perfect. Imagine teleportation. You're playing a game of PUBG. And you lose. You teleport to China. See what the, what type of computer they have. <laughs> and then you go, 
They do have better computers than us. Did you bring a frying pan? <laughs> no, no, no. If you're going to China, it'd be a wok. <laughs> Which I actually was Googling just before about the fry pan. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, the, the fry pan as it is didn't start appearing until the 19th century. <laughs> but the wok was actually used in China for more than just cooking. It was also used as armour and weapons. Um, so they have going back, going so, back to um, yeah, fifteenth century, I think it was. I found so yeah. So someone needs to go and skim through uh, the Three Kingdoms saga at some point and find the bit where Lu Bei beats someone up with a walk. And we're going to be getting a whole lot more um, visits from China this week, I guess. Um, okay, so which game would you prefer, Super Mario Brothers or Zelda? Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> or would you, or would you rather kick it up a notch, kick Assassin's Creed or Skyrim? Oh, that's easier, Skyrim. <laughs> Sorry, Freya. <laughs> <laughs> what about the only one? What would you rather have, Zelda? 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 Come on, Mario. He he he, he has mushrooms constantly. Come on. <laughs> you, we don't want to, we don't want to support drugs with kids. <laughs> okay, but. Studies show that mushrooms can have a positive effect on people with depression. So what does this say about Mario's home life? I mean, if if Bowsetta's there, then, you know. (laughs) (laughs) The golden crown. If she wears the golden crown, that is. (laughs) But see, you've also got the fact, like, if if you go back, because I grew up in a time when everything around me was about misbehaving and taking drugs, where, like, one of the most popular games when I was growing up was Pac-Man, a a guy who's bug-eyed running around eating pills and chasing ghosts. So if that's not LSD, I don't know what is. Um, You had Puff the Magic Dragon was on TV. Um, Yeah, all all these sorts of things. And, yeah, so... If, if you're worried about him eating mushrooms, just remember he used to try and beat Donkey Kong back in the original game. Now, I'll actually just uh, go to an arcade, you know, I'll become friends with an arcade manager and then cheat my way through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you need to get kicked out, though. Only in 20 years' time. <laughs> okay, so cape or no cape? Cape, definitely. Come on. Cape, definitely. Who, who doesn't want a cape? You look awesome. Until you go out on the street and then realize, oh. <laughs> yeah, we've got all sorts of modern problems with capes, like revolving doors, elevators. Not to fade jet engines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but capes are cool. Except for, yeah, yeah. exactly. They don't, they're not very practical. <laughs> kind of like top hats. Top hats are cool. They're not practical, but they look, they look impressive. So what's the best Wi-Fi name you've seen? Wi-Fi name? Oh, man, we're trying to keep this, you know, PG-rated, but... (laughs) 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 But, pretty much, so, um, what happened, so basically I was on a bus, and, um, no, it was my neighbours, actually, and it's like, wow, that's creative. Um, They they basically (laughs) use symbols to uh, make two female breasts of symbols on us. I was going, Adams, big, big. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> oh. That's the best I've seen. So goodbye, black come blacklisting. Oh, 
Keep in mind the uh, Wi-Fi SSID support Unicode, which means emojis. So oh, yeah. just keep an eye out for that next time. Like, I read someone on um, a line somewhere. I don't know where I remember this from, but he basically like, help, I put emojis in my Wi-Fi password and now my entire internet's broken. <laughs> <laughs> I crashed my phone and everything. <laughs> no, no, I think it was... No, I think it was because people putting emojis in the Wi-Fi past the, well, no, the Wi-Fi usernames. I mean, well, you know, it appears. And um, Apple iPhones is not recognizing it. It was crashing if it got, I think that was it. I can't remember no, that's, exactly. That's, Apple sucks. That's okay. So in one sentence, how would you sum up the internet? One, can I do one word? Oh. <laughs> Madness. That's, that's the internet. Madness. I, you go on there, it's like, hey, I'm just going to go on Twitter today. Oh, I'm going to go on Reddit. Oh, I'm going to Facebook. Oh, cat photos. Hey, you stole it from Reddit. <laughs> like, it's madness. That's the internet in a nutshell, at least to me. And then you follow a link to 4chan and you're permanently scarred. So there's something called talk and goes in the dark web. Deep web. <laughs> so if your life were a video game, which video game would you like it to be? Hmm. If my life was a video game. I mean, okay, let's, let's put this, let's think about it seriously. So I would have liked to be in Call of Duty or any shooters. Um for the simple fact of getting shot. Uh I would like to be in a I mean fantasy setting could be cool. No no, Stardew Valley. Hey! Simple. No one's gonna come hurt me, you know. I'll just plant my plants or that all animal crossing, you know? No. I mean, it would be cool being a Skyrim or something, but who knows until some dragon comes down and just stomps me, you know? Think about these things realistically. Mm-hmm. Well, haven't you seen the uh, Battle Royale mod for Stardew? There's a Battle there's a battle, there's a battle Royale mod. <laughs> I think, he, I think oh. you shocked him. <laughs> Say it again. Oh, why? <laughs> why is there a Battle Royale mod? <laughs> Help me, please. Because apparently everything's got to be Battle Royale now because apparently that's what some lunatic somewhere has said that is the most popular game I saw a meme for that once. It's like, um, walks into E3, just, no, walks into E3, what was it, 2015? Loot boxes, what was it, you know, Call of Duty games, walks into E3, like, 2017. Battle Royale, Battle Royale, Battle Royale. <laughs> it's the new thing. Even Civilization <laughs> just got a Battle Royale mode. Please stop. Oh, please, please. Was it now? Telling me. There's the, the Fallout 76 even has a Battle Royale. I'm thinking, how can Fallout 76 have a Battle Royale when nobody wants to play that game at all? <laughs> Surprisingly, it's pretty, pretty popular. Is that after spending like uh, $50 or more? No, um, there's a YouTuber I watch who plays it, and they just released a new map a couple of weeks ago, and it brought a lot of people back to the game. Of course, the body community fixing everything, as usual. Have, have the they... Um... Instigated the theme song that I've suggested they need to bring in for Fallout 76. Sweet Little Lies? No, Lonely. <laughs> <laughs> Not the Acon version, though. The, 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 uh, the, the, Bobby, the Bobby Darren version, I think it was. Um, Bobby, oh, you mean Bob Vinto? Lonely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, so lonely. <laughs> West Virginia. <laughs> Nobody around me. Hello forever. <laughs> Help me, please. <laughs> I think you're mixing Bob Bob Denver with Bobby Vinto, but okay. Um, that's John Denver, not Bob Denver. Nah, Excuse nah. me, how dare you criticize a remix, Mister <laughs> Mister Doubleina, Mister Bob Doubleina? <laughs> Do you remember how much you picked on me for making that mistake about Bob Denver a couple of weeks ago? Yes, but I pick on the DJ all the time. So, um, 
So what fictional character is amazing in their book, show, or movie, but if you had to put up with them in everyday life, you would turn around and just pour a can of petrol over them and set them alight? Ooh, come on, I'm not that mean. (laughs) Hmm. Oh, there's definitely some. Um, See, everyone says, when you ask him that question, it's always like, but you can't do that. But then they think about it and they go, oh, yeah, no, yes, there's definitely someone you want to burn. <laughs> oh, who? Okay. Let's now it's see. a matter of which one do I want to burn first? Oh, <laughs> uh, let's let's see. Uh, okay, got this one and this one and this one and this. No, no. Um, He's not listening. Plotting down my hitman. Um, oh, I don't. God, what character do I hate eventually? Okay, that would be. Yeah, okay, so. But probably, even though I, I kind of love him at the same time, it would probably be a Taru from USA Tsuro because mm-hmm. he's an absolute dirtbag. There's no, there's no redeeming qualities to him. He's an absolute piece of shit, but um, pretty much. It's supposed to describe his character up. That's his whole point of being in the show uh, as a lead. That would probably be the one. Um, though he's invincible. He's called the human cockroach for a reason. So um, <laughs> nothing kills him. He's been in outer space and nothing nothing does. If you're going more... Uh, there's not that many characters I can think of that have a, a dying passion of burning gasoline over their heads. Um, perhaps they're going to slap on the back and say, hey, stop it. I don't like it. Uh, yeah, no, probably that. Okay. Um, what would some fairy tales be like if they took place in the present and included modern technology and culture? Oh, geez. Uh, fairy tales. I think, I think there was one, I forgot his name, man. It was called uh, something, mainly fairy tales about ghosts, I think. Ghosts. Ghost fairy tales. That would be interesting. To place in a modern setting with modern equipment. We basically Ghostbusters, but come on. <laughs> well, we, we Don't cross the stream. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine the ghost in now going, are oh, you a god? And then you go, hang on, wait, let me get my app. <laughs> need my Proton app, guys. <laughs> Proton app. So it's Pokemon Go, it's Ghost Hunting Hour. Pokey, ghost, Ghosting Go. <laughs> actually, isn't it? Like, there is, there's actually something similar to that already. Um, although it, was, it had more of a religious bent to it. It was um, Bible Go or something. Bible Go? What? <laughs> what is it? Like every, every time you see, a go, you see evil spirit, the power of Christ compels you. Swipe up. <laughs> the power of Christ compels you. Swipe up. <laughs> are, we going, are we going to I, unlicense NES games now? <laughs> I can't remember exactly the, all the details. I just remember it was something that came. I saw once and I just thought I, I was I was cringing. And like, it was a, yeah, it was a, it was an incredibly scary idea. You know, they made a, um, actually, I'm thinking of their own movie there, but they, a lot of, uh, like, old scary movie games have been coming out recently. I've just come up with a great idea for an Exorcist one. <laughs> for a poltergeist, actually. Um, they use the AR stuff, like Pokemon Go, so you walk around holding your phone up, and then when you see a ghost, you point the phone at it and use the phone's microphones to voice recognize you, Yelling, the power of Christ compels you. Yeah, that, no, that's Poltergeist. Oh, no, sorry, the Exorcist, yeah. Yeah, so you end up with dozens of people running around town just screaming, the power of Christ compels you. <laughs> oh, but hang on. No, no, no. Even better, children of the corn. And every time you um, trap a hapless victim, you have to praise he who moves behind the rose. No, 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 no. 
But no, instead, you have your phone, you walk around, you, get, you know, it's like, a, it's called mystery box. You go around and then loop box appears. Hey, my daughter's suicide. So you have all these kids running around. Mommy, I want the credit card. Help. I got 52 loot boxes today. And then the um, surprise mechanism could actually be when they get hit by a car for running down the road in front of it. Oh, no. Oh, didn't you? Didn't you hear about that um, girl in America who tried to sue the makers of Pokemon Go because she ran out on the road to catch a Pokemon and she got hit by a car? Surprise. Oh, yeah, I've heard about that. <laughs> I've heard of that. I'm not surprised considering this is this recently or back during 2016. Yeah, when, I think back when it Pokemon. first came out. Okay, well, there was so much stuff coming out during that. I've forgotten most of it. Remember some girl ran into a dead body in a lake or river or something? Um <laughs> There was a lot of relationships that came out of that. <laughs> a lot of stuff happened. I don't know what, no, not relationships out of the dead body. Okay, please, stop that. I was saying people meeting in Pokemon Go, not the dead, okay? Oh, I'm pretty sure I know a couple who broke up last week from Pokemon Go. One of them got a shiny and the other didn't. Do it. <laughs> Come, Ricky, give me the give me shiny. Don't you love me? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's my shiny. Precious. Oh, uh, see. The makers of Pokemon, Pokemon Go now need to be sued because they're stealing the word shiny from Serenity. They're, they're both good things, Buck. They're not stealing it. They're using it in exactly the same context. Mm, I don't know. So what's the worst soundtrack you've ever heard for a game that makes you cringe? The worst soundtrack? Okay. <laughs> the gloves are off. <laughs> The gloves are up. Oh, he's gone serious now. <laughs> um, the worst soundtrack if need, has. Oh, if you God. need to hit someone, the DJ's there, so just feel free. <laughs> um, yeah. Can I can I say it's the We Play fishing game soundtrack? You can say whichever one you want. <laughs> the Wii. I heard that so many times, and it's still stuck in my head. <laughs> How does it go again? <laughs> No, no, sorry, wrong one. Not we, not we fish. It's the, it's the me's. The, you know. Oh, that one. I got confused with oh. Oops. Uh, yeah, the, 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 the me's and the we. We'll <laughs> drills into your mind. Pray to Lord Nintendo. Handing credit card. <laughs> Give it another couple of years and there's going to be a whole Manchurian candidate situation. The kids are just going to hear that sound being played over, over their mobile phones and it's going to trigger them to go on some sort of revolution. Like, the, 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 uh, <laughs> it's the sirens, the sirens. Go, go, go. Get the- just replace that. Just replace, like, actual, like, you know, emergency alarm sounds with... Dip, 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 dip. We better leave. <laughs> The building's burning down. (laughs) But hang on. If you heard that, wouldn't you run into the burning building to get away from it? (laughs) Stop that. So so you're trying trying to say reverse psychology doesn't work? So this is how we'll decrease the world's population. (laughs) Darn it. You caught on to my secret plan. Um, so if that's the worst, what's the best soundtrack you've heard? Yes. Okay. The best soundtrack, um, Metal Slug soundtrack. That's one of my favorite. 
Um, you know, it's very uh, rock and roll sort of way, instrumental, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, second best, second and third would be Minecraft and Elder Scrolls. Yeah, uh, Skyrim. So yep, yep. Minecraft, but the top is Metal Slug. That's just, I like it a lot. Which which one? Which Metal Slug? One, two, or three, or X? Or four, five, and six, or double X, yeah. or to seven. <laughs> um, yeah, or advance, or defense, or. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, so just the franchise it's just the whole franchise itself eh? yeah probably three 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 probably be it um (laughs) or two or or, or double x because they're both the same soundtrack but my favorite track has to be back to china (laughs) 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 yeah (laughs) stop playing that on the podcast (laughs) anyway um so what game are you currently playing hmm uh game i'm currently playing not really because i'm always developing stuff but uh i guess it'll have to be uh between neva speed underground 2 which i'm still slowly slogging my way through and donkey kong country 2 nice going for the retros hey i am i'm retro nerd i've got all the consoles (laughs) yeah well you can stick around then dj you're replaced (laughs) (laughs) oh hell yeah You're just going to have to scratch out the business cards and write your own name on there. Um, well, that's basically all the questions I've got on the list here in front of me. I can't think, and I can't think of anything else at the moment. <laughs> Not without getting into trouble anyway. Um, have you guys got any questions? I do have a question for you. I played, I, I played a bit of SB Life and I was wondering, did you ever, um, what was the inspiration with the aesthetics of the game? Oh, the Blade Runner aesthetics? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Basically, I was watching Blade Runner. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed the scenery. I thought it um, like matched well in terms of like, the tone and stuff. Nice. Plus, purple, the purples and blues was a very, uh, like, it represents the social anxiety in a way. And it's a very, very easy color palette to make look good. You know, it's, it's purple and blue. They go together really well. And it's very striking. Nice. Yeah. Even even more reason to um, replace the DJ with Bradley. Um, he's actually seen Blade Runner. Out of here. Hey, what are you talking about? I did watch Blade Runner. Both out, of them. out, out. <laughs> Remove yourself from the premises right now. <laughs> Stop. Um, okay, so what's what's the best movie of all time as far as you're concerned? <laughs> you uh, between the Good, Bad and the Ugly and Blade Runner. Solid choices. DJ. We've got a proper man of culture here. Take notes, what? DJ. DJ, what's, what's your favorite... Greatest movie of all time. Ooh, um, my greatest movie of all time at the current stage would be either The Battle of the Bulge or Guns of Navarone. It's Navarone, not Navarone. <laughs> That's still a war movie. Every time you say that movie, you say it wrong. Have you seen um, uh, Toro Toro Toro? I've seen it once upon a time, but I want to down. Yes, where uh, I want to. Get it. I'm surprised how how low ratings a lot of war movies get from that era. Yeah, it's so weird. Um, I, I'm, I'm a movie nut. I've seen so many movies. I started to lose track of which ones I have seen, but yeah, I love a lot of those old movies. I grew up watching them. Mm. What, do you have any current favorites, um, Bradley? Current favorites? What, what? Current, uh, favorite movie? Well, we just did that, didn't we? No, I thought you, uh, but yeah, be scum. What? Movie we're looking forward to? Yeah. Uh, we do a movie looking forward to. Like a current movie I'm looking forward to, we have to be, uh, the new Lupin. Oh, the, three, yeah. the CGI Lupin. Yeah. Oh, looks man. good. Yeah, following development for a while. So yeah. It's like, yes, please give me this. Have you um, been following the Godzilla movies? Have you seen, uh, there is the there is the uh, Godzilla anime trilogy. Meh. 
<laughs> not that interested in Godzilla. Like, I do enjoy its history, but it's not the monster movies, really. So you haven't watched any of the old original Godzilla movies? I'm sorry. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I, I don't mind watching them alone. It, it saves me being annoyed by people asking silly questions. Um, yeah. Any other questions, DJ? I've got crickets going in the distance. I, I got none so far, but uh, how about you, Professor? I've uh, covered everything I prepared. So uh, is there anything you'd like to tell us about your upcoming work? Do you have any release dates? Uh, not really at the moment. It's still a while away, probably a year or two, because uh, single-handedly developing things, you know, takes time, especially if you need things getting in the way. Uh, the life of a single indie developer. It's such fun. Uh, yeah, because Joe and Lena, they're coming on, they'll come on board soon. So Joe's my music, my composer, and Lena's helping me out with, with uh, art. But it's still a while away because the game's going to get to a level where they can help out. I've got to write the GED up. Yeah, it's coming sometime. But we'll get we'll get there eventually. But outside of that, nah, not really. All right, then. So that's uh, all we have for this week. Thanks for joining us, Bradley. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. So we'll uh, see you guys next week with the regular podcast. Um, where can they find us, DJ? They can find us on um, Twitter at NAmalgamated. Uh, they can find us on Facebook. Um, they can also find us on our website, that's not canon.com, where we've got an archive of our old episodes with Clive merchandise, very, very nice merchandise. And they can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. And so what's, any- a, what's our email address? Uh, nerds.amalgamated at gmail.com. And our Twitter address? I just did okay. that. Oh, sorry, you dropped out for a second. Oh, uh, yeah, I'll. Um, Twitter our Twitter handle is at n amalgamated. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I guess that's the end of the show. Then is it? I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll uh, see you all next week, and you can see Bradley's game and Aspie Life on Steam. See you guys. Remember to look after yourselves, take care of each other, and stay hydrated. Hooroo. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.